Today, January 5th, Netflix released Rebelde, a show highly anticipated by some, but completely foreign to many. Had you heard of Rebelde before? No. Did it remind you of anything? Like if uh, Saved by the Bell was a soap opera. Saved by the Bell? <laughs> yeah. Elite? Gossip Girl? Control Z? Yeah, I, I was expecting when I saw like the cover for it to be most closely related to Control Z, but it really isn't. Control Z had more of like a mysterious vibe to it. This is just like a plain out, these are the characters. Because the cover has a backwards E? Is that what you mean? Yeah. But here, like, this full pilot is just exposition about who the characters are. Mm -hmm. The main ones being Esteban, Jaina, Dixon, Sebas, Luca, Ghosty, and MJ. And all these characters are stereotypes. How many is that? Is that seven? It's around, yeah, six or seven. Because there's supposed to be eight main characters. There were six in the Well, original. there's someone who kind of, like, escorts them around the school and tells them who they are. I think that they're, like, a senior at the high school. The weird thing about this one is that they live at the high school. It's really prestigious. It's a boarding school. Yeah, but, like, I That's do why it's, like, elite. Yeah, well, and they even call it, it used to be called the Elite Way School, yes. EWS, but they changed it to EWS. They don't really say why. I was expecting more, like, about well, the this, school in the show. Yeah, this isn't a reboot. It's a uh, continuation of so, the series. So, like, Saved by the Bell, where some of the characters from the original actually show up. Like, the principal here is definitely one of the main characters from the 2004 version. Okay, that, way, that makes way more sense. Yeah, because I was wondering, they, they made the principal seem like they were a bigger deal than they thought that they needed to. Like... Every single character in this show is in some way a jerk and, and like, very unlikable. Like There's snobby. Like, yeah, very very snobby. Sarcastic. Uh, yeah, I mean... This is, like, tween food. Uh, yeah, yes. One of the, like, it, like it the was drama. Made, it was made for middle schoolers. Mm -hmm. Is there swearing or nudity or anything that's out of range with what Netflix can show? Like, is it a mature content show? No, you, you can be like 10 years old and probably watch it and understand everything that's going on. Okay. I think there's some swearing, but the, the beginning of the show made it seem like it was going to be way more serious than it actually was. How so? It starts off with people in masks. They're like going into separate rooms, taking all of these people like out of their beds and like forcing them into this one room. And then. So you're not talking about COVID masks, you're talking about like full No, like head full masks where you can't see their face. And then they're like, and then they're like, hello, so this freshmen. Is like hazing. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. hello, freshmen. Um, the next thing we need you to do is strip and i was like well, well this is pretty serious and then like the next 40 minutes it was like the most like i won't say lighthearted, but just the most soapy thing i've seen and there's like, music right like it's like a yeah no episode, so you know? they had this thing called the mep it stands for musical entrepreneurial program and it's the one thing that basically everyone in this high school wants to do yeah which is weird because you hear at the beginning like some parents want their kids to go into business some want them to go into other fields but like mep is the one thing that everyone is signing up for and you have auditions uh, especially for this boarding school, it's extremely picky. So it's like, like High School Musical, the musical, where they're well-known for something at that school, and so everybody wants to be part of the musical. Yeah, but I'm getting somewhat of, like, a squid game vibe, because what's happening here is if you're not, like, if you aren't accepted by your audition, you're squid, out. Squid Game, the show where they <laughs> kill people. You're, well, you're out of the school. Like, Does you're anyone out of the die in this episode? No, but they might. They might, they might in future episodes, but I'm not there yet. The point is, is that... Everyone is trying out, including our main characters. Uh, the first one being Esteban. He he's the first tryout. Yeah, and he's the main guy character. Uh huh. So uh, he's the, is he is he straight? Is he like going to hook up with the main girl character? That's what the... that's what they're like kind of hinting at. But mm -hmm. the thing is, the main girl character, her name is Jaina. She is a famous Instagram uh, pianist, and she of has she a is. boyfriend. But uh -huh. she has like a million followers. Like even when they're bunking up with like different people, like people are going up to Jaina, being like, "Oh, you're, I'm such a big fan of yours," and everything. So like that, that that's like very gossip girl, is great. Like yeah. the queen bee of the group, and yeah. such. Well, but she's not like a bitch. <laughs> that's the thing. But she's, you said everybody was a jerk. Well, 
in like different varieties of it. There's Luca, who's an incredibly snobby rich kid who every single thing he says, he's not like Chandler where it's like it's supposed to be funny. He literally is just a dick throughout the whole entire So TV you're like show. supposed to hate him. Yes, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is soapy. Is it filmed like a soap opera though? Well, in, in terms of... Is the camera footage just terrible? No, I mean the camera footage is fine, but like... It's... Did they cut, keep every take? No, it's, it's not, like they just roll the... It's not like you see the tint in every single... Or you see single... like the uh, <laughs> mic in the background. Or, or, or the, the dramatic pauses. Actually, there are a lot of dramatic pauses I take that back but the show it just decides to kind of throw everything at you that i think they thought that teenagers would like to see mm-hmm. but just doesn't do it in a good enough way i feel like so give me the rundown on the other characters and also give me the rundown on the other plots that happen in this show okay like, yeah real so quick you have dixon he gets bullied in this uh show but he's someone who can stand up for so himself. he's a geek or a nerd but he also has a backbone. yeah well he looks like a skunk a little bit even one kid says that because he has like tie-dye in his hair but he's able to stand up for oh, himself. oh is he like, the mohawk guy yeah yeah okay. and, and he's talking about how like he, he went up to like his bully and was like i have way more street smarts than you and like i can i can beat you up and it seems like there's going to be some real tension between him and that bully yeah uh you have Sebas. that's the boyfriend of jana um who is really oblivious so he's going to become like the triangle with the main character well Esteban, yeah right? yeah he's oblivious to the fact that his girlfriend doesn't really want to be with him oh. obviously he, like she really likes esteban until the very end of the episode where he's able to see that like esteban and her are playing piano together and he gets really jealous whenever there are characters like that in the thing where they like they're completely oblivious and obviously the main character isn't supposed to end up with them or anything yeah i always sort of root for that character because <laughs> they're kind of funny because they, they, oh, they well, just don't is, have anything going on in their the comic relief yeah but and then the main reason he wanted to be with is he's like the people online will love it because he's a media personality oh, as no. well so he's this like, is like iCarly almost oh uh, well, yeah i mean you can say like any teen show then you have agosti her mom's boyfriend is a dick so she acts like a dick to other people in fact it goes into the intro after she flicks off her mom's so boyfriend a jerk raised by jerks yeah then finally there's mj she's from california one of the very few characters no in the i know show mj that speaks- i saw her in the spider-man film no, <laughs> she does speak English, but uh, she's like this very bubbly personality. She's the person that goes up to Jane and is like, oh, I'm such a big fan of yours. But not played by Zendaya. No, obviously, obviously not. And then there's the senior. They've had celebrities on shows like this before, so you never know. Well, yeah, I mean, you have cameos from celebrities, but I never know. Any, if... any cameos in this? No. Okay, that you were aware of? None that I knew of. Okay, like yeah. you said, the It was produced in Mexico, so I wasn't sure. And then there's like a senior high school person who's like showing them around the school who completely insults them the whole entire time she's <laughs> giving this tour. I was like, this it's is like, the most uppity high school ever. It's part of the reason. Snobbish. Why. Oh, but like to just a completely different level. They go into the MEP room. It's this place with a time. For, for such a place that is like so big on music, this seemed like a regular band room. It had a couple drum sets, had a few amps, like guitars, like it didn't seem like it was that like elite. <laughs> that yeah. yeah but uh but like for example Gossi is like about to like touch the drum and then she's like you break it you buy it that does come into play later into the story she breaks the drum well no because i i've just now explained all the characters yeah. that takes up 30 minutes of the show <laughs> like that that and their decision of how yeah. they got there yeah because at, at this point you see that's who, not too bad for a pilot though I mean, if you have a I mean, bunch of characters. You see. But the last 10 minutes is where it comes into play because there's a curfew at 10. There are some kids that are out there like, oh, we don't care about curfew. We pay so much for the school. They're not going to, uh, you know, they're not going to suspend us or whatever. And then there are some kids that are in bed. But you see that the cameras go out at the very end. And that's when the mass people come in and take everyone into the MEP room. And then they're like, okay, freshmen. And through a ton of different ways, for example, Luca is acting like a complete dick as he usually is. They tell him to go up front 
Ultron on stage, and they basically get all the main characters. Like I said, Esteban, Jaina, Dixon, Sebus, Luca, Agosti. That's convenient. All of them. Well, I, I give the show a pass on that because it's like that's the characters that we that they decided to follow. Yeah. But uh, they go up on stage, and they're forced. The reason why they said strip is they have to like get into the like, school's uniform yeah. and then play a song. Now, obviously, the mass people were doing this so that they could like embarrass everyone. And then they do an amazing job. Well, at first, uh, Jaina is the main singer. Of course, she has all the followers, so they know she can sing, and everyone is on their own separate instrument. Yeah, you think it's the bully group, the Hazers, that they wouldn't put someone who they knew was going to like kill it <laughs> well well no because at first the like she's singing and, and everyone's like oh they're, they're terrible they're awful the mass people are throwing stuff at them and then it takes esteban like one sense to be like hey jana show them what you really got and then that it sounds very disney is, well, would was, you like this if it was the disney program i mean i'd give it more of a pass if it was the disney you program. said that like three times ten give seconds it more of a pass. ten seconds later this song like they're loving it like the whole entire band is just they're jamming driving. out yeah. and then the mass singers are like wait they actually like this and then for some odd reason the mass singers start gaining in like a fight with each other a candle falls over and then the mep room is going up in flames oh, uh there's and, that budget and so at this point every all the other freshmen that were there and the mass singers able to or sorry the mass singers yeah you've been calling them that the whole time i've let you because it's funny the mass people they are they're out but the main characters are stuck behind the fire um and that's when the episode ends Oh, so they might actually die and become ghosts. Like that one show that you saw, where everybody died in a fire at the beginning. What show was that? Like in the first episode, and then they became ghosts. Oh, Par- Paradise or yeah, Parisio? Par- yeah, no, no, here, uh, I think that the principal is probably going to save them because you see the principal like wake up really fast because she's hearing stuff coming from the MEP room. So she lives in the MEP room. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> oh, no. no, she lives very close to it, though. And, and you see her like get out out from her bed but you don't see anything afterwards i assume she's gonna come in with a fire extinguisher but i thought that the show might do something at the very end where it does a twist where it's like um all the main characters get caught playing in the map room they're not supposed to and they get expelled and then like instead of like us following these characters that was supposed to be like a twist because it was like oh we're <laughs> these are these characters are no more but i i feel I like don't that think would, for a soap opera that would have been, that that been a more interesting way to go with it though like so what'd you end up thinking did you think it was like just a good addition to all those other teen dramas that are out there right now I mean, it just felt like another one of these things. It felt like a hype house thing because all these characters. So were good jokes. or bad? Good, bad, bad. Does it sound like I like I was? Well, saying I'm good? asking like for a number. Oh, for a number, I'd say like maybe four out of ten or something like that. Okay, like, so not the worst you've seen, but still pretty bad. Many of the characters' traits are them trying to be cool in like separate ways, but just coming across snarky. as snarky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I like the toxic. Yeah, well, Luca <laughs> is just continually wearing this like outrageous robe that he thinks looks so cool on him and i don't know if it was played for comedic purpose or if they actually thought that the robe looked cool i think everything is supposed to just be entertainment like no matter if it's good it's bad it's entertaining people enjoy watching it you turn off your brain and you just watch the yeah if you you turn off your brain for it sure i can see that angle but also if you were forced to watch all eight episodes of this could you without like clawing out your eyes probably not no oh you really didn't like no it. <laughs> i mean like yeah if it, like this show also every single show thinks that instagram is a, is a way to show that characters are cool and like up to well, date no that they're young yes that they're up to date like, but it, it, that they're gen z there are other websites no that are, there aren't 
there aren't. <laughs> I feel like even Twitter, even Gossip Girl incorporated Twitter into that thing. I feel like that in, in and of itself could be more up to date than Instagram is That's or something fair. like yeah. that. But Gossip Girl had more of a budget. And this is clearly a reach of Netflix trying to gauge the Latin American market. And this is where we're going to segue from your review to the background of the show, which is worth some time. So get ready. All right. So Rebelde, right? Yeah. Now, what do you know about Nickelodeon's Double Dare? Double Dare? I don't know anything about it. So Nickelodeon wasn't always as big as it is today. Back in the 80s, when it was first starting out, it was a cable channel that was competing against all these network things, but it was like the only kids program explicitly for them. Like everything they showed was supposed to be kid-centric. So what's they didn't even have thing? commercials at first. Oh, wow. I don't know the Disney Channel's like past or anything, but I do know that like this was the first one that was supposed to be all for kids, right? Okay, yeah. And so they had a couple big shows, but in the 80s, they were really like striving for uh, to get more people engaged and to subscribe onto their cable, right? right? So they came out with this, a couple ideas, and some of them failed, but Double Dare was their big win, and that came out in 1986. It was hosted by Mark Summers. It was like a trivia game show that was also an obstacle course where like, like kids got show. super messy, and then like it was all about just the fun that people could have, and so you had these contestants who were always kids, and like they had the chance to either answer questions or push Double Dares on other people, and it just went back and forth. Huge success, massive success. It actually started competing with like all of network or all of cable in general right? so like their viewership numbers were just actually... exploded like the nielsen rating went from like a 0.8 to a 5.6 or something like that which is a big deal and it led to all these other like spinoffs that they did with the same people you had super sloppy double dare which came out on the weekends <laughs> and then you had like family double dare there's a rich history here and then you had all these shows that wanted to repeat it like just basically copy the format and put it yeah, in themselves paste. so you had fun house slime time i'm telling all oh, of those God. none of them came out and were <laughs> that great like you know the typical uh nickelodeon slime like it didn't invent that but it definitely used it like it was definitely about the green, again, the green kids stuff, getting yeah. messy yeah and then of course you had double dare canada double dare uk double dare australia double dare oh netherlands God. you had double dare but like for adults and then you also had for double adults, dare celebrities the and then double dare family and those were hosted by caitlin jenner <laughs> but those didn't didn't do that well and then after like I don't know five six years, Nickelodeon really like cemented itself as a as a formal like channel, like a really mm -hmm. good channel yeah. for kids. And so then they kind of retired it, and they did replays for a bunch of years on network TV and such. Well, Even I know I know Fox by, aired it. Yeah, I know by the end of Nickelodeon, or sorry, by like the end of the two thousands, they started to do some live action game shows or obstacle course shows. Well, on this wasn't even reaching the two thousands. In two thousand, it actually came back called Double Dare two thousand, and they tried to sort of reboot it. It only lasted like a season or two. So Double Dare was like the really big thing, and then afterwards, it just kind of tapered off. Is that what you're saying? Well, it never really tapered off. It just kind of like they never renewed it after a certain point, and then in two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve at their hotel chain or whatever the nick hotel that oh yeah that the was, infamous that was, nick yeah. hotel they started doing tours again with that exact format and that like led to people really liking the nostalgic feeling of it and then there was a reunion that was fairly popular and then in 2018 they brought the show back with the original show uh the show host mark summers but he was like a side person and the main person was liza koshi and she hosted it right <laughs> okay of course yeah <laughs> so let's backtrack a little bit when I was talking about all the other foreign like versions of Double Dare, one of them that I didn't mention was Argentina's. The one there was called Jugate Conmigo. And I'm not sure if it was the only ripoff one that they did there, Jugate but that was... Conmigo. Yeah, it means come play with me or give me your best, right? Yeah. 
And this came out in 1991, and it was a popular uh, hour-long variety show starring groups of teens, a little bit different than the Double Dare setup where it was a different different people every time. This was like 10 teens that were always there throughout the season. Mm-hmm. But something else that was different was that it was hosted by this person named Chris Morena. She was in her mid-30s at the time, but she was also like a model slash songwriter slash composer. And so she put her own twist on the show. And made it so that the kids, when they weren't recyclable, recycled every episode, were actually like singers. Oh, and like, okay. so she wrote songs for them and it became huge. Like one of the most popular shows in Argentina at the time. And they started going to live concerts and doing live concerts and signings. And there was mass hysteria for these kids. And there were best-selling albums. It was just one of the biggest hits in the country. Right. So a few seasons in, she decides, okay, I no longer want to do this. I'm going to make something else. And obviously, the television networks in Argentina were like, sure, we'll do whatever you want. She made a program called Chiquititas, which was a kids-oriented soap opera musical starring some of the Jugate Conmigo oh. kids and her daughter. So this show was about a bunch of rich orphans who were living in a manor and then learning, like, coming-of-age lessons. I know I know, I know. know School of Rock on Nickelodeon, I think, did something, like, similar because, like, that was an actual TV show on there that was supposed to be, like, a soap opera kids type thing. Yeah, so. but I should mention right now that all her shows that she's ever made, and she's made a bunch, have been panned by critics. Oh. Like, absolutely panned, demolished. However, <laughs> they've all been enormous successes cataclysmic successes How? because for instance okay so this was had over a thousand episodes and it aired in 25 different countries mexico brazil they they made their own versions of it <laughs> <laughs> and then like for some reason it blew up in israel like it was israel's biggest thing so you got chiquititas in as a, like this licensing marketing hit like it was it was used to sell a bunch of stuff and, and it, the soundtracks again were off the charts because she had singers in that and she included music and i think that was the hidden secret that like proved the formula that made it so great right Mm -hmm. so then there was this huge depression that hit argentina right and that took place in the early 2000s fourth of people had no job Uh, half were living in poverty things were really bad like yeah it was bad so like a lot of these shows got cut like they just couldn't make the seasons as long as they wanted they didn't have the budget that they needed but chris marina at this point was like kind of the simon cowell person where she could just pick and choose any kid that she wanted and make him famous she was she like decided to say okay we're making a tv show with you so what did she do she took this chiquitita show which was popular among young children and teens and then she was like well i want to make something that's going to be more popular with the teens right and I'm assuming that's when Rebel Day comes nope. in? Okay. No. <laughs> so what they did was they did Verano del 98, which was a show that had a ton of controversy, similar to Gossip Girl, where these parent communities came in and they were like, you can't be showing this on TV. Right, yeah. Yeah. But like the difference between that and like U.S. shows controversies is that like in foreign countries, they do show a lot of nudity. And sometimes it does like these kids don't look like they're in their 20s. Mm. So it's very, very awkward. Yeah. Um, so so they may have had a little bit more of a point with that. But then that show, the Verano del 98, even though it was a huge success, it also got sued for being a complete ripoff of Dawson's Creek. And it was proven <laughs> that it was because the person who made it with Christina or Chris uh, Marino actually had seen Dawson's Creek thought that they had scrapped the idea of it supposedly and made the show themselves <laughs> in Argentina then came Rebel Day Way which was Rebel Day Way and not Rebel Day and that was made in 2001 2002 right mm-hmm. and it had some of the kids from the Chiquita Titas in it right <laughs> this is like them playing the same characters no no <clears throat> I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right but it'd be really funny if I'm not it, it was basically just elite gossip girl control Z but before any of those right mm-hmm. and 
this is the show, when I say that took off, really took off, right? Because Israel went crazy with it again. <laughs> but the spinoffs came from everywhere, from every different foreign country. You had in India. Oh, no, no, I'm even missing a bigger part. Not only was the show famous, but the band in the show called Airway also became enormously big, like its own separate entity big. Like they were selling out shows across the world Jeez. so then what other countries did was steal the exact format of the show <laughs> even though it was a pan critical like reception and then they made it so there was like remix that was the name of it in india but then they also had their own band that got famous and then you had portugal <laughs> who made Re rebelde way they also had their band you had chile who made uh, corazon rebelde uh then brazil rebelde and then greece their version and then mexico's really took off <laughs> for the 80th time but this one's the one that like everybody really got into the mexican version what of was it, it wasn't even the original it was like 2004 uh. <laughs> and that one had the biggest band takeoff that was called like rbd and that's the one where the person the principal she's yeah. from that show okay okay so talking Why did about the u.s never try to do anything like, I know we have a ton of soap operas, but I feel like the I US... think we did, but just in a different way. Obviously, they had been trying to take from us with, like, Dawson's Creek and such. So we were on just our own separate thing. It was just... And then you had the high school musicals. and, and But I saw the Rebelde Way pilot, and it's just, like, so bad. Like, you're talking about soap operas on Netflix, and that just... That, has, that screams with a higher production quality than what they had back, in that, back then. So this is, like, like where they have the tint and the... Every <laughs> single thing seemed like it was included in these episodes. Like, they didn't cut. They just let the characters do what they needed to, as crazy as it was. And the Mexican version was literally just word for word almost what the, what the um, at least what the pilot, the uh, Argentina version is. So it's funny that when they say that this is a continuation of that version, because they were both from Elite Way High School or yeah, whatever, I... that, that it actually is sort of a reboot to the Argentina one, but a continuation of the Mexican one. That's that's uh, like crazy timelines, almost like MCU stuff. I know that they showed some parents at the very beginning of the show. I was assuming that even though a lot of those parents were dicks, that some of them are the ones from the actual show they, well, as yeah, well. They have a lot so, of returning people, yeah. so I'm not exactly sure it's which like, is which. So that's what that's also what I meant by State by the Bell, because I when I was looking at this stuff, I did see that there was a Rebel Day that came out in 2004, so that's why I said, that's why I was like okay i'm sure that there are some people from that version that show up here yeah so yeah and so of course i've been looking for like the last few days to see those reviews whether it was going to be another overacted over sexualized like dumb dumb show not over sexualized but overacted and dumb show yes <laughs> okay well that is a big difference because like sex was like a leading plot in a lot of these shows that she was doing um and and she continued making shows after this like that kept on being hugely popular one of which actually got some critical like acclaim i i don't know if that was her one that was like a ripoff of cinderella or something but um then her daughter actually passed away in 2010 oh, wow. and for the country it like shook the country so chris marina's career has just been an interesting one to follow over the last couple of days roller coaster but what netflix is really keen in on is that they need more Latin American content and they could not go a better route. When I first heard about this, I was like, okay, this is just a ripoff of Elite. And I was like, wait, <laughs> this has way more history than almost every other show that we've we've done on this podcast. And so I think it's going to be a hidden gem. Like we may not hear about it too much in the US, but I think that other countries, especially the nostalgic people who are like going to look back at this and then introduce their kids to it, 
are going to make like make this thing fly so like number one on uh, on like the top 10 netflix things in like every other place you're saying yeah and smart promotion as far as what they did for the ad was they released a small tidbit of these main characters that you watched um singing the rbd song um <laughs> the rebel day song that they do but like a different version of it and then they just put that out there as, as an ad and so everybody got really pumped um who was keeping track so yeah if you're not unaware of it it might be cool to just for for historical sake check out any version of the previous show or check this one out and just see what's going on but because like how did someone who started their career just sort of ripping off the u.s's version of a nickelodeon primetime show <laughs> it's just crazy <laughs> anything else you want to say about the show uh, i have here uh, underneath my cons it doesn't help me with notes because uh so many characters and for so many characters and character introductions it barely says their names in the episode <laughs> like it's like they say their names once and they're like okay now you know who they are you can <laughs> we can go along now well i would have assumed that if the show was longer like that there'd be more episodes because of how it came from it because they made hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of episodes in almost every version of the um uh, of the show that that is every iteration that's out there right yeah so the fact that they're only releasing eight right now they've already confirmed a season two but it's, it's I'm, I'm, I'm sensing that there's going to be a character death by the very end of the first season. It seems like one of those shows, like teen shows. Oh, it's, it, it. it goes bonkers. It's bananas. The plots that they do, they can do whatever they want and no one ever cares. Like, And then it goes right back to like reset. Oh, so on. then there might be a few one character of the, deaths. One of the interesting things that Chris Marina did do, like unlike with most soap operas, where you don't have to like watch one episode to understand the next one, this is a serialized sort of show where things that happen then play into things that happen later on. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I got she, that. And she started that with, like, the Chiquititas show. I, because I, a lot of people were like, oh, so so, so if you're watching 400 episodes of something, you actually have to watch it in order to understand every single thing. That would be way too much work for me to put in, especially since they're an hour long each. Right? Yeah, no, that'd be crazy. But I, I was going to say, like, it makes sense because if the second episode to this started off and they weren't in the fire, I think they'd get some angry complaint letters. Who's your favorite what character? Happened mj because she spoke english when she was in california <laughs> got the most bubbly personality and she came across as like supposedly supposed to be like kind of stupid but i guess she has some hidden talent that's what i'm expecting with a lot of these characters they have some type of like hidden talent underneath that they're going to unravel or something yeah. i don't know <laughs> the original show has or the mexican version of the original show has a 7.4 on imdb uh with like 5,000 reviews so it's not necessarily going to need good reviews in order to be successful especially if the songs are good i think that's what <laughs> people are really hoping for oh so then the song that they probably sang at the very end of this oh thing, this is a band now like those people the ones they're that you a band they are a band but that song probably they're probably gonna exist. go on tour like it didn't exist is what i'm saying like that like they they created the songs for this thing well they took from some of the mexican uh, version ones like that's the rbd groups and yeah then they so, like transition okay them over yeah to that yeah yeah, yeah. No, that makes more sense okay. okay all right well then uh that's where we'll leave this one thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode bye bye